Welcome back to here so we don't get fined. Uh, my name is David. My name is Tomas. And welcome back to the pod. We are excited to have you. We are a day late. Uh, so apologies for that. Listen, but you're, you're still getting three. Because we were a day late, we got some more news for you. Bam, bam. We would have had to wait a whole week yeah. to cover some of this news. Yeah. And now you're getting it instantly. You're welcome. You are welcome. Do you want to tell them why we were late? No. Why not? Because. Because you don't want people to know that I woke you up at noon and you wanted more sleep so we didn't record? I have a whack schedule, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. All right? Not all of us are do-gooders. I woke up at 11! <laughs> okay. That's not a do-gooder. Yeah, but you wake up at like 8 every day. I wake up at noon. I wake up at day. 6.30 on Fridays. Okay. you wake, you, But like my point is... I is wake up work, at 7.30 on Sundays. You work in the morning, I work in the evening. True. But you didn't work Friday night. No, but we were we were doing things Friday night. We had plans. <laughs> uh... Anyway, you're getting it a day later. That's okay. I hope you can forgive us. This is not going to be a bracket pod. No, uh, we're so, talking about sports. Yes, this is going to be our schedule for schedule. I forgot the D in that word. This is going to be the schedule for the upcoming month. We'll have bracket on your Tuesday and your Thursday pod. And then we will give you all the sports happenings sports. in between. Uh, so, you want to go ahead and get right on into it? I would love to because we're talking about soccer, baby. Have no fear for a very short amount of time. Uh, listen, we're talking about football only on this podcast. Listen, true. Yeah. Unless we have time at the end. We are only talking about football. Technically. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. UCL update. Anything big happened in the Champions League? I mean, not really. At least one thing. I mean, are you talking about Bayern Let's go. Yeah. eliminating PSG? I wouldn't say that's really a big thing. Yeah, I am, baby. Let's go, Bayern. Levin who? Levandowski who? Levandowski who? So you don't miss Levandowski? Huvendowski. You don't, you don't miss Robert? Uh, I mean, we are currently tied on top of the Bundesliga, so I do miss Robert a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if this is the first like season you guys don't win? LOL. <laughs> You know, I've heard a lot of people say you'd have a future in stand-up comedy. And I agree. With stuff like that, man, I agree. <laughs> Us not win the Bundesliga? Ooh. Oh, man, that's a good one. A I good mean, one. it's very possible. That's like saying Pittsburgh winning the AFC North. <laughs> uh, listen, there is a four-way race for first place in the Bundesliga right yep. now. Including the newly promoted Union Berlin. Yep heck of a story oh. if if we don't win the bundesliga the only way i would be okay with it is if union berlin won yeah so right now you guys have a seven point lead on union berlin and rb leipzig and a two point lead on dortmund okay so we did we did pass them sweet yes Last time I checked. yes um i'm not too worried about it because let's be honest at the end of the season uh whoever the big goal scorer was for dortmund is probably going to be on Bayern next year so I'm he not admits it. it. <laughs> hey. Unless unless it's Marco Royce. Listen, they all have the same opportunity to do it. Byron just does it better. I'm I, fair. 
Anyway, back to the Champions League. What else happened other than Bayern absolutely demolishing uh, Paris so Saint-Germain? Here was here where we left things off. Only half the table has finished their matches. Yes. So uh, Dortmund, after taking a 1-0 lead over Chelsea, ended up losing the second match 2-0. So Chelsea <laughs> advances on to the next round. Uh, tough days for Club Bruges out of Portugal, Belgium? I'm not going to pretend to know. They're from somewhere. Uh, but Belgium. Uh, after losing the first game 2-0, or 2-0 as we Americans say... Uh, they had a, they weren't out of it, but they had a really unfun time in the second game, losing five to one. Yeah. So Benfica is moving onward with Chelsea and Bayern, and then lastly Milan, after taking a one zero lead in game one, is moving on after the second game was zero zero against you the Spurs. Added a syllable to Benfica. What I say. Benefica. What's the we said the same thing. Ben Fica. Benefica. Benefica. Do you feel bonita? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bonita. Good because you look bonita. <laughs> yeah, no, but that that is where we stand right now. The remaining half of the bracket, if you will. Real Madrid will play Liverpool on the fifteenth at three PM Central Time. Napoli will play Frankfurt on the 15th at 3 p- three p.m. Central Time. RB Leipzig and Man City will play on the 14th at 3 p.m. Central Time. And FC Porto will play Inter on the 14th at 3 p.m. Central Time. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh... Bam, bam. We're just waiting for the inevitable Bayern Munich dub. Uh, I think it really depends on what happens on the games to upcome. So... Uh, just to get you caught up on the other half of the bracket, we've talked about it in the past, but it's been a while. Uh, Real Madrid leads Liverpool 5-2. I think in terms of like Bayern's success, that is an ideal uh, path. I think Liverpool might give Bayern more trouble than Real. Uh, Napoli is up 2-0 on Frankfurt. In terms of Bayern, that's not the most ideal. Uh, RB Leipzig and Man City are tied 1-1 after the first game. So this could be... I'd say outside of Bayern, Man City is probably the favorite in this tournament. And if RB Leipzig, which is a team that can rise to occasion, rises to this one, I think Bayern's going to have a really easy walk into the final. I mean, you are talking like literally anything is going to be a challenge for Bayern and... Let's be honest. I is Arsenal not in the Champions League this year? No, I believe they're in Europa. Oh, odd. Because aren't they like ahead of the EPL by like a yeah. lot? Yeah, but they didn't qualify for Champions League last year. They qualified for Europa. Interesting. Yeah, isn't soccer fun? It's something. Don't don't be like that. It's fun when you watch Bayern play it. If you're a Bayern fan. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're a Bayern fan. Uh, it's You know what it's not fun watching? Aston Villa. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, it's not ideal. Although, we're two, in, we're two wins, one draw in the last three. We're in uh, Solid. 11th. Solid. Firmly. 
Anything else in regards to the Champions League? No. Oh, actually, you know what? I do think there's something. I uh, wish uh, we need to get video ASAP so people can see what you just did. What I do? <laughs> I can't really describe it on the pod. <laughs> I don't. I don't need. I don't need you coming at me right now. I believe. Uh, in Dortmund's first game, where they won one nil, I believe uh, an American scored the game winner. An American who was notably uh, Gio Reyna not played at the World Cup. Sounds like Gio Reyna. It, it is Gio Reyna. Interesting. Interesting. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Burkhalter is no longer the coach. So. I mean, he might get it back. Fair enough. No. So now from. The rest of the world football to American football. To real football. American football. Fun football to watch. American football. Contact football. Rugby. American football. Yeah, there's a lot. The rest of this pod is probably going to be devoted to the NFL. Uh, If we have time at the end, we might talk a little bit about something else, but we've got a lot to talk about, so who knows uh, where that's going to go. But... Let's start it off with uh, news we got today, which is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was traded from the Rams to the Miami Dolphins for a 2023 third-round pick, that is the 77th overall pick, and a tight end, who I'm pretty sure was the third-string tight end in uh, Miami, Hunter Long. Never heard of the guy, but I do know horrible trade. For the Los Angeles Rams. If it ain't spring break in Miami, they are partying like it is. Yeah. What a great trade for a team with probably one of the highest uh, current trajectories in the league. Yeah, man. I, I'm a big fan of Miami. I'm a big fan of Tua. If Tua can stay healthy, this team's going to be dangerous. And, yeah. like, I feel like after Tom Brady left New England, we were talking about the AFC East. Like, oh... This is now the Bills division. And since then, <coughs> excuse me. What, since what, what then, is wrong with you? Tua has played phenomenally. That defense has gotten better. Mike McDaniel has I think played done a really good job in Miami and and obviously only one year, but still big fan of what they got going on down there in Miami. And as we'll talk about later, the Jets might be getting Aaron Rodgers like that division. This is up. maybe not the Bills division anymore like this might be legitimately competitive yeah and you can never count out a bill a bill belichick coach team like like let's not pretend like bill can't turn mac jones into something better than what we've seen like let's Let's not, not pretend that let's not pretend that that patriots roster doesn't have tom brady jr and tom brady the third on it yeah no but legitimately like this is gonna be really really fun this is one of the many moves uh, that's going to be really fun for for just the AFC East in general. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, uh, bringing it back to Miami, this secondary now is, I don't want to say it's scary, but it's not not scary. Well, the defense was already pretty good last year, and they're adding a guy yeah. who, in fairness, has regressed the last couple of years. Like, let's not talk about Jalen Ramsey like like he's the guy that he's been. Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of years, because like he has regressed a little bit, 
but he's still one of the top defensive players well, okay, like, in think the about, league. Think about it like this, though. We we heard rumblings on the Pat McAfee show about him possibly shifting to safety. That's a secondary unit that already includes Xavier and Howard. They have another young guy, I believe, named Holland. Like, it's like it's not like he's walking into an empty cornerback. Like, this cornerback pair was already very solid, and I would say yeah. top half of the league. And they're adding Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. No, this is definitely a huge move for Miami. I can't understand why L.A. would make this move. Like, not not why they would make the move. I understand moving on from Jalen Ramsey. You said this earlier. I understand moving on from Jalen Ramsey. But a third and a third string tight end? I mean, they traded like two firsts and a third to get him. You can do better than that. I don't understand trade values in the NFL. I thought I did, but this year's been weird. I I <clears throat> I understand trade values in NHL to a degree, NBA transfer values in soccer, but like I I don't know what it is. NFL trade values can like they mess me up. <clears throat> I mean, what? Randy Moss was traded to the Patriots for, like, what, a sixth? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Ridiculous. It's it's so, like... Ridiculous. It's so crazy to me. I... I don't know, man. I don't get it. It's a pretty wild trade. It's like... Hold on. Like, Antonio Brown, right right after he started to go a little crazy, uh, when he was traded from Pittsburgh to Oakland... At the time, I believe it was Oakland. Yeah. Was it still Oakland? I think it was. Uh, was traded for a third and a fifth. And if he had been in the NHL with, like, the same, you know, like, tra- like same Pedigree. everything, just he's a hockey player, yeah. not a football. Like, that would have been at least a first. Yeah. Maybe, like, a first and a third. Maybe even a well, first and a second. And we've seen things that make sense, like like the uh, Devontae Adams trade. Yeah. Like... It was multiple first-round picks, and that makes sense. He's the best receiver in the league. And at the time of the Antonio Brown trade, was he was first. one of the best receivers in the league. It was a first and a second. Oh, whatever. It was their I first. Thought it was, it I was, thought it was two first, But a first and a second, even it, still. It was like an that, earlier second. So. That makes sense yeah. for, for a guy of Devontae his pedigree. Yeah. But then you look at things like the Randy Moss trade and the Antonio Brown trade, both of which were top five, if not top three wide receivers at the time of their being traded. I would argue Randy Moss is the best to ever play. So he's probably number one. There was some extra context around it, but like you're getting up. Like if you're like bringing in players of that level for what we perceive is that cheap. Yeah. That's just like a no brainer. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't get it, but hey, it happens. Not great trades happen. Great trades happen. Which takes us to our next <clears throat> trade. Uh, the Chicago Bears. Chicago. Traded the number one overall pick. Yes, they did. To the Carolina Panthers. Now, a lot of people, when Lamar Jackson got franchise tag, which we will also talk about later, there were teams that were previously supposedly interested, now coming out saying, we're not going to do it. Carolina was one of those teams, which puzzled a lot of people. Like, why would you not be interested in making a deal for Lamar Jackson? Why would you not be interested in that? And then, a couple days later, this big thing happens, and it makes sense. So the full package 
of the trade includes this. The Bears send number one overall pick to um, uh, Carolina. And Chicago gets uh, the ninth overall pick, a second round pick at this year. It's number 61 overall. Uh, another first-round pick next year, another second-round pick in 2025, and DJ Moore, who is not a slouch. Like, nope. And he doesn't. He doesn't get the touchdowns, receiver. or he hasn't so far in his career. I think last year he actually had seven, though. Um, or that could have been. That might have been his rookie year. You know how like some places like invert the like yeah. order of the stats. Um. I like DJ more personally. I, think, I do too. I do uh, too. We're talking like I think it's a great move for like he's only twenty five. You're he's going to a team that had like we talk about the Giants having nobody at wide receiver. The Bears had nobody. Yeah. Uh, and, they, I mean they have Claypool, but he's very well, yeah. But they didn't. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. traded to them in the middle of the season. So yeah. to me. When a player changes teams in the middle of the season, you can kind of write off the rest yeah. of that season because it's not as seamless weird, yeah. as other teams. What other happened leagues. with McCaffrey does not happen with most players traded well, midseason. With I feel like it's easier for running backs. And guys who are one of the best and most dominant at their position. Like just like, like yeah. the game plan for McCaffrey is hand him the ball. That is that is the game plan. Yeah. There's not these different. Uh, no, no. He had seven. DJ Moore had seven touchdowns last year. Nice. Uh, eight hundred eighty-eight yards, seven touchdowns. This was the first year since his rookie year that he didn't hit eleven hundred yards. Uh, but this, like, I think this allows Darnell Mooney with the emergence of Claypool and DJ Moore on roster. I think this allows him to slot into the slot. That was weird word wording. <laughs> um, and I think that's ultimately best for him. He's a small, quick, shifty guy. Claypool we, and DJ Moore are more outside threats. Yeah. We've talked about Chicago and their lack of... Anything? Anything at wide receiver. And I, 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 I feel kind of bad. Because I do think that downplays a little bit of... Darnell Mooney. Because Darnell Mooney's not bad. Like, I don't think he's a number one. I think he would be an okay number two, but I agree with you. I think a number three slot option is his best role, and it's a role that he will excel at. So we we should give more credit to Darnell Mooney than we did. But I think, you know, when you when you're comparing or when you're putting someone in a position that they're not qualified for, they're open for more criticism. And yeah. so, um, I think this is good. great, great, great for Chicago. I am still a little worried about Justin Fields in terms of passing. I think he is. I think people all the time want to compare like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, uh, Jalen Hurts to, to like Michael Vick. I would almost compare uh, Fields more to Michael Vick because Michael Vick, as good as he was, as dynamic as he was, was not a great passer. He had, the, he had the strength. He wasn't a terrible passer, but he wasn't a great passer. And that's kind of how I see Fields. Like, he's he's missed a lot of throws, man. Like, I mean, he's no, he missed has. a lot of throws. He's made a couple, but he's missed a lot. So I, I, think, I think the man can change an offense with his legs. I think he really can be explosive with his legs. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I, I just haven't seen enough to be confident in him as a passer. 
But if anything is going to help him, getting guys who can snatch the ball away from other guys, big guys like DJ Moore and Claypool, are going to help him turn into a better passer, I think. Yeah, I well, like I was about to get there. Like it's a lot like I'm pretty sure before the addition of Claypool and Moore, Mooney was their tallest wide receiver. Yeah. And that's not where you want to be in the NFL. So I believe Claypool is 6'4 and DJ Moore is 6'2. So that would be adding like six inches to your starting wide receiver core, which makes a difference. But if you look at this offense, like like if you take a step back and just like look at what they've got right now, the offensive line is a question mark. At wide receiver, though, like we've been talking about, you have Claypool, Moore, Mooney. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery is testing free agency, but you have Herbert at running back, and you have Cole Komet at tight end. They have quietly built a decent supporting cast for Justin Fields here. I feel like the NFC North is very similar to the AFC East we just talked about. Like, for years there's been a juggernaut, and now... It's the shifting of the tides. And now it's... Like, you, I could listen to... I don't think I would agree, but I could listen to an argument for making that any team in the NFC North could win that division this year. I mean, the um, NFL is very uh, unpredictable, yeah. especially with divisions. Yeah, I, I, yeah, man. I I think the NFC North is uh, very much on the up and up. Good for them. I think this is a great trade for Chicago. I initially thought it was also a good trade for Carolina. I don't think it's a good trade for they, Carolina. They trade up to get the number one overall pick. They're going to get their guy at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I initially thought, good for Carolina too. They're going to get their quarterback, whatever. But then you think about the rest of that team. They just traded four picks, two firsts, two seconds, to get a quarterback. What else? What else? Do they have? Who's that quarterback going to throw to? Who's that quarterback going to hand the ball Terrence off to? Marshall. How many times is that quarterback going to get Deontay sacked? Foreman. Like that defense isn't great. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's but it's unremarkable. But it's not great. Brian Burns like, is a dog. I I get wanting to get your guy. I get that a hundred percent, and that's why initially I thought good for Carolina. But now you just traded away four picks, two first, two seconds. To get a quarterback who's going to throw to who? Terrace Marshall. To who? He was on, he was on that LSU team. To who? Uh, listen. I Like, they don't have weapons on that team, and they just traded away their best draft capital until the year 2025 to get a quarterback who's probably going to die before they have a chance to get him weapons. They drafted the tackle last year. I don't, I don't think... The more I think about it, the less I like this trade from Carolina. There was a report that came out that the uh, Panthers were considering moving down a spot or two. And that I think the Panthers could get more for 101 than the Bears could have. I can see and that. And here's, here's why I say that. This is a team that needs a quarterback. Yeah. The Bears didn't. Yeah. So the Texans were sitting there like, we get our choice at quarterback at number two. That's no longer an option. Yeah. So, like, if there's a guy that someone is sold on, you now have – you're not as safe as, as a guarantee to get him. So, like, it's a big risk 
it's a big risk. And I hope that there's someone there that they feel is worth what they gave up if it doesn't pan out. Yeah. But, I mean, this could be, like, we could, like, in two, three months, not two, three months, it's March. In a month and a half, we could be looking back on this being like, man, the GM for the Panthers was playing chess while we were playing checkers. Maybe, but I I don't know how confident I am in that. But maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I just the more I think about it, the less I like it from the standpoint of Carolina. But as it stands, phenomenal I hate trade it for, for Carolina. The, phenomenal trade for the Bears. I think. Uh, you should be nervous though, because I think there's really one loser from this trade, yeah, and it's the I Colts. Agree. I agree. It. I saw a mock. You read me a mock. Yep. Will Levis. If we get Will Levis. Well, what are you going to do if uh, one, two, three are Stroud, Young, Richardson? I don't care. Draft a punter before you draft Will Levis. Draft anyone before you waste your first round pick on a guy who's going to be a career third stringer if he even makes it off the practice squad. Will Levis is not a good quarterback. He didn't even play that well in Kentucky. I don't understand why he has all the hype. If we draft Will Levis, I love Ballard. I have long said the problem is Frank, not Chris. Okay? It was Reich, not Ballard. I've been saying that for a couple of years now. Now it's Jeff. I swear if we draft Levis, I will be on the forefront of the people wanting Chris Ballard's head. Okay. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. You guys just hired a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, offensive guy, right? Yep. From Philly? Yep. Good offense. Great offense. If he, What if he goes to Chris Ballard and says, Levis is my guy? I don't care. You don't You don't think he has an obligation to no. support his head coach and bring him in the young quarterback that ultimately he's going to have to develop? No. Oh. Fair enough. I don't think there's an offensive coach in the league that can turn Will Levis into an NFL starter. I think I would probably like if my like I wouldn't necessarily be happy about it, but I like if that happened and I was Chris Ballard, I would probably draft Levis. So you're telling me would you try to get someone else? I would prefer to get someone else. But, like, let's just say an opportunity presents itself. You can move up. You can get Bryce Young. Would you take a guy who we saw throw better than Mac Jones and run better than Jalen Hurts at arguably the toughest school to play at in college football? Or listen to your head coach and draft this guy who didn't even play well at Kentucky. I mean, college football doesn't mean anything to me. I disagree. Because it's like you're going from college football to the NFL. There's a major skill increase. And we've seen countless players succeed in college and be useless in the NFL. Yeah. I would probably stick with my head coach and wouldn't pull the trigger on moving up because then you're sacrificing assets to get quarterback building block that your head coach doesn't want 
I'm just saying this. Now, if my head coach was like, I like I can do a lot with Will Levis, I can do so much more with Bryce Young, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger. But I'm just saying this. Look at the previous to Bryce Young, look at the three previous quarterbacks. Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa. All three of which have had success in the NFL. Two of which, in Tua and Jalen, I would say have had pretty good success in the NFL. Jalen obviously being the best, but then you have Tua and you have Mac, both of which who have done well. Tua played really well before getting hurt, and Mac has done really well throwing to Nikhil freaking Harry. Yeah. Uh, I- and not even having an offensive coordinator this year. So you take a guy in Bryce Young who played better. If, if there's any team, any team that simulates the NFL better in college football than anyone else, it's Alabama. And so I would rather put all my chips in that Bryce Young brack, uh, basket than draft a guy who, again, didn't even play that well at Kentucky, the second worst SEC team. I just, I don't know, man. I, somehow we've gotten very, very off topic. I'm not done getting off topic. Okay. Here's my thing. Here's my thing about Alabama and starting quarterbacks, right? Obviously, Bryce Young hasn't been drafted yet. I the know three, what you're saying. I already have my rebuttal. Go the for three it. before him are Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jalen Hurts. But if you look before the what? Listen, I've heard a lot of people pronounce Tua's name. Tua Tagovailoa. Never have I heard it pronounced so poorly. <laughs> Tagovailoa. It's a hard name. <laughs> Don't come at me pretending it's not. All right, put tags on the instruments you want. Okay, I want to tag uh, the drums. I want to tag a guitar, and I want to tag a viola. Thanks. It's tongue of viola. Tongue of viola. Whatever. Viloa. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. The Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. Yeah. Okay, Bryce Young to a uh, or uh, Mac to a uh, Jalen. Okay. Yeah. Outside of those three, Alabama yeah. hasn't had a yeah. good track record with yeah. quarterback. I mean, we yeah. have we have. Blake Barnett. Yeah. Jake Jake Coker. Yeah. Cooper Bateman. Yeah. Blake Sims. Yeah. AJ McCarron. Yeah. Greg McElroy. McElroy, yeah. John Parker Wilson. Here's what I want you to do. Off pod, not right now. Look at the passing stats versus the rushing stats of Alabama. The seasons prior to Jalen slash Tua. No, like there was a shift. There it, was a shift. Shifted. There it was did. a shift between a run-first offense that only needed a competent quarterback. They didn't need a good quarterback. They didn't need a great quarterback. The only thing they needed was a guy who wasn't going to throw four picks a game. That's all they needed because they ran the ball 300 yards a game. Then you get Jalen Hurts, and there is a shift in the Alabama team. Since Jalen Hurts, they have been a pass-heavy, pass-first offense. And since Alabama has been a pass-first offense, every starting quarterback they have used has been a star in the National Football League. I oh, I wouldn't say Mac Jones is a star. He I'd say was Jay- his rookie year. 
He's and had, last year, he didn't have an offensive coordinator. Okay, but he, he had Matt Patricia calling offensive only, plays. He's a notable defensive okay, coach. But he's, you can't blame. Fine, don't call him a star. Whatever you, every he's got starting the quarterback, every starting quarterback that has started in Alabama since they made the transition to be a pass-first offense has had significant success. Not significant, would, but they I have had wager, success in the National Football League. I would wager that is only applicable to Jalen Hurts. Tua has had success. He's had half a season Mac of Jones good success. Mac Jones has had success. Mac Jones has had one, three-fourths of a season of I don't, success. I think we're discounting think, this season. This season he still played well. I, am ta- I mean, he played okay. And last season He's he sig- played well. He tremendously but again, regressed. But again, you look at Tua and the situation he was in when he got drafted, it was not a good one. They were pulling him out for Ryan Fitzpatrick. The team was not great. Okay. And then he battled injury. Yeah. And then he's been battling injury the whole time. M- but mostly concussions. No, but just then, this season. But he then, came into the draft with a hip injury. You have Mac Jones. You have Mac Jones, who has no wide receivers, just this year had the emergence of Ramondre Stevenson, and again, doesn't have a competent offensive play caller. Until this year, they finally hired an OC. So if you take Bryce Young, put him on a team with one of the best offensive coaches in football with actual weapons like Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and our beast of a tight end if we actually get him involved in Jelani Woods and Mo Alley-Cox, and you're putting him in a situation similar to what Jalen got put into. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to have the same amount of success as Jalen because I don't think anyone predicted the same amount of success as Jalen or that Jalen has had, but... You put him in a good offense with a good offensive system and a good offensive play caller, and we see what can happen. We've seen Tua and Mac do it without the benefit of weapons and good players and good systems. And so, like, what makes just, you think Bryce Young's going to be any I'm different? I'm just saying you can't call two of those three quarterbacks significant successes. Uh, again, they have I, I corrected myself. I said not significant, but successful nonetheless. I'm... I mean, they have promise. Before this season, Tua's best season was 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Before this season, he didn't have two of the fastest wide receivers in the entire National Football League on either side. He had one of them. As a rookie. Okay. I'm just saying, like, let's just backpedal a little bit here. Tua might not... like. Tua might not even be the guy for Miami. It seems like every year they want to ship him out. Fine. Let me. They just picked up his fifth year option. They're obviously. They did pick up his fifth year option very, very late. Let me. Let me readdress the sentence. Okay. Let me reframe it. Every starting quarterback that has started for Alabama since they became a pass first offense has established themselves as a top 20 starter in the National Football League. That's all I want as a Colts fan. Okay. We have the rest. We have a top 10 defense. We finally have an offensive line again after Jeff Saturday fixed them. I'm a little worried about our offensive line because the only success they had was under Jeff, and Jeff is no longer there. I'm a little worried about our O-line. But we have a top two running back. We have... Again, the defense. When he's healthy. We have good enough offensive weapons. I don't love our offensive weapons, but we have good enough offensive weapons. All I need... I think you guys need another wide receiver. I agree. I agree. That's why I said not great, but good enough. All I can ask for 
is at least a top 20 starter. If we can do that, I think we can compete for the division. I think we can maybe get through a round of the playoffs. I It at least gives us promise and hope for the future as opposed to a geriatric Matt Ryan who can't hold on to the football or a guy who barely had success in college, let alone will he in the NFL because he's got big hands and he's 6'5". I think Bryce Young is going to be a bust. I think you're wrong. I think it depends on where he goes. I, I think if me, Bryce Young is a Houston Texan, yeah, I agree. To me, Bryce Young is a slower Kyler Murray who doesn't play video games. I could not disagree more. He's a better passer than Kyler Murray. Uh, and I don't know the rushing stats off the top of my head, but he's very good with his legs. But he is definitively a better thrower than, than No, 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 than he Kyler is. Murray. He is, but Kyler Murray is definitively quicker. And when you're a quarterback of that size, it helps to be quick. I don't disagree, but he is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. Yeah. College-wise, college-wise. We don't know what no, he's going to no, be in he, the NFL. And I, yeah. like... He is. I always said you don't know what they're going to be, and so you can't crown him. So I'm not going to say he's better than Kyler. But in college, he was better than Kyler. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he plays in a tougher conference against tougher opponents in practice. I, the Okay, here's the thing. Don't even compare Oklahoma no, to Alabama. I'm not. I'm not. But, like, the SEC plays one less conference game than any other conference. Did you know that? No. That, so, like, there's one extra cupcake in that schedule. And that just blows my mind. Because, like, for how much attention, like, the SEC gets for it being the, you know, the cream of the crop competition, it would make sense that you have the same amount of conference games as everyone else. Okay, but you're playing significantly different, like, more difficult games. So, yeah, like, wouldn't if, you... if you have to play... But who loses? If you have to play six games on a C difficulty... Versus this team that has to play uh, five games on an A-B difficulty. You still have the harder schedule on your A-B difficulty even though you're only playing five. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying why wouldn't you want that? Like who loses? Okay, like NFL scouts get to see more tape against better opponents on players they're considering. College football makes more money from more high marquee, high marquee. That means the same thing. <laughs> uh, high popularity games, games that people want to watch because the SEC is labeled as the powerhouse college football division. Players get a better chance to raise their draft stock going up against harder opponents. Like I think you're underestimating by by saying that more people want to watch. I think you're underestimate underestimating. College football fandom. If if Alabama played kindergartners, people would watch it. If Alabama no, played would. traffic guards, people would watch it. If Alabama played against Alabama, if they literally, like, offense versus defense practice for the entire game and you scheduled that at noon on a Saturday, people would watch it. I like I, no, like here's here's my other thing like I'm I'm not done with like why people would like it the school the majority ninety percent of college football programs are in the red that's just a fact There's, it's so expensive 
with insurance, travel, padding, equipment, all, everything. It's so expensive. It's so hard to maintain. It costs so much money. I Call me crazy, but I feel like more people would go to a Kentucky versus Arkansas game than a Kentucky versus Murray State game. I or, don't think that's right. What do you mean? I think Kentucky fans are going to watch Kentucky football no matter who they're playing. That's the thing. Like, that's college football. Pat McAfee says this. College football is a cult. Okay. No, People who like college football are obsessed with college football. Okay. I watched one college football game this year. Two if you count the national championship. Okay. Well, how about this? Tennessee, Alabama, national championship. Because I'm not a college football fan. Okay. Well, think about how it would impact TV rights deals then. We'll just, we'll just say that every SEC stadium is sold out every game. The more, like, you are more likely to watch a higher matchup than a SEC school against a cupcake. I don't, I don't think that's more, true. You get, I more, don't think that's have, true. You have a more, you have automatically a higher appeal to the national audience. But I don't, I, who in the Midwest, when their college football team isn't playing and Kentucky is on one so, of their channels? So you telling me a random. Roanoke, Seattle, or Roanoke, Washington citizen who doesn't give a flying toot about the SEC is going to watch Kentucky if they're playing Arkansas as opposed to if they're playing App State. Yeah, they're more likely to watch that. I disagree. That, I, I don't think that person watches. I don't think that person watches, period. I don't think people who don't like college football are going to watch college football. No, 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 I think no, people no, who do on, watch on, college on, football on, are going to watch college hold football. Hold on, hold on, Period hold on. Period in the story. Rewind, rewind. You said not an SEC fan, not not a college football fan. That's a Fair that's a Fair big enough. different distinction. But even still, most college football fans don't sit up Saturday watching college football all day long. They watch their team. I'm yeah, but I also said when their team is on bye. I don't know, man. I disagree, but we are so far off it's okay. topic it's david, not even it's okay funny. but just like look at me really fast you're wrong you're wrong no david you are wrong thomas every single year college football ratings go up no they do so more people are watching college football every single year so you'd say it's growing in popularity and guess what so more people want to watch better matchups and guess what what you're suggesting has never been implemented so obviously they're doing something right. What do you mean? What has never been implemented? P- the SEC playing as many as the other conferences, playing one more in-conference game. I, no, I'm just saying it's a win for everyone, and saying, it doesn't make sense why it's not a thing. They're doing something right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're making buku. The NCAA is making bukus of money. Not from college football. Seventy percent of the NCAA's yearly revenue comes from the March Madness tournament. Which is crazy. It's not even good. That like, like ninety percent of college football. I don't programs know where you got the these red. numbers, but I don't think they're right. I got them in class, in college, studying school. five years ago. Four years ago. You don't think that might be a little Four, bit different? No. Wait, hold on. Three years ago. Three years ago. You don't think that might be a little bit different now? I'm sure they've shifted a little, but I wager to say that they are in the majority the same, considering all the money lost from COVID. Thomas, listen. I know a lot of people love listening to you be wrong on this podcast, but we have to move on. I just like, you're really hurting my brain right now. Vice versa. Like, ah. Vice versa. College football sucks. 
not as bad as Will Levis. I want Bryce Young, even if we got to give him some picks. So, time to move on. You're wrong. I will fight you. You won't. Ass, don't throw shit at me. Don't say bad words. <laughs> don't throw stuff at me. We're you don't a family know what I'm going to say. Podcast. We're a family friendly podcast. I'm pretty sure we don't have to explicit it after that. Just one S word, really? Yeah, I think you need. Sweet. I think you need two cuss words or one F word, and then you have to explicit oh, it. Oh, yeah. heck yeah! So Let's don't, go. Don't throw shiz at me again. No promises. Um, anyway, moving on. That's we're less than know. halfway through our list. That's how you know he knows he's wrong. Throwing stuff at me. No, because you're being annoying. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You're... We're moving on. Okay, but you're wrong. Uh, it seems like every year, the last probably three years, there has been some sort of offseason controversy involving the quarterback named Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and this year has been no different. Is he going to do it? Is he not? Last year he did ayahuasca. This year he spent four days in a dark room. That sounds so completely boring. dark. I. Don't think I could do. It. I think I would, I would go crazy. Bash my head in, dude. I think I would go. Well, like crazy. he's like he's like. There's hallucinations sometimes, and it's like yeah, sensory deprivation. That makes sense. No, it does. It does. But I'm like, I don't want to see that. But there is a lot, a lot, a lot of steam coming off that one. It started. Rogers would be okay, or, or Green Bay is looking at potentially moving Rogers. Yeah, and then it moved into. Rodgers is okay with getting moved to specific places. And then it moved to, it's looking more and more likely that Aaron Rodgers will not be a Packer. And then teams started coming out, specifically the New York football Jets. And so, the Jets... Why don't you just say the New York Jets? Because the Jets flew all the way out to California, where Aaron Rodgers was training, and met. And afterwards, Diana Rossini reported that they were very, very confident and optimistic that their starting quarterback at the beginning of the year was going to be Aaron Rodgers. And then Aaron Rodgers was chumming it up with famous uh, New York Jet. His name just completely Joe left Naiman? my brain. Um, uh, Brandon Marshall. Goodness. Brandon Marshall played for the Jets? For like a season. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, I guess he but, did play for like a couple of teams. He was chumming it up with Brandon Marshall, and he said, "So man, you coming to the Jets? You coming to the Jets? You're going to be a Jets?" And Aaron Rodgers responded with a big smile and said, "Relax, man. Time it it you'll know soon. You'll know soon. So we don't know yet, but it's very very much looking like Aaron Rodgers is going to be donning a very different color green uh, here in the next couple of months, following after his predecessor, Brett Favre." Yeah, yeah. So Viking fans, if you're tired of uh, Kirk, get just excited. wait a year. Get excited. Just wait a year. And Jets fans, in 14 years, you got Jordan Love. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I don't really know how to feel about this. Like, I think with guys like Garrett Wilson, with guys like Sauce Gardner, with guys like Brees Hall, adding Aaron Rodgers to that roster, I think instantly makes well, you a contender for the East. Don't forget about Elijah Moore. Instant, yeah, Elijah Moore instantly makes you a playoff team. Like, I mean, literally instantly. I mean, so the Jets have a good team. Like, yeah, they're really like, like I don't think they're like I don't think they're contender level or anything. But like, I think they're a quarterback away from being a fringe contender. I was about to say I, with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that I wouldn't call him contender level. My one I, concern, 
My one concern, the very beginning of this season, first half of the season, we saw significant struggles because of Aaron, and he cited it's a bunch of new guys we're still getting to know each other. If he goes to the Jets, he's going to be playing with a bunch of new guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's going to have the same time with them that he had with the new guys last year. Uh, so what? I don't know what gives us necessarily confidence that that's going to work out. But it's Aaron Rodgers, so I do have confidence. And none of these guys he's going to be playing with, these big guys, are rookies anymore. That's true. They're established. They're good. They're obviously the reigning offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall, who probably would have won Offensive Rookie of the Year had he stayed healthy. like Assuming. Not a bad situation for Rodgers to go to if he's going to move. Let's just assume that Rodgers goes to the Jets. If I'm the Jets, going forward for the offseason, I'm targeting Robert Tanyan and free agency. And I'm sinking the rest of my capital that I use. So free agency money, draft picks, to shoring up that defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the defense already played really well last year. No, so it did. And get they, they've got dogs. A Tom top Williams three defense in the stud. league. Plus that offense. I if, if they make this deal, I immediately, immediately pick the Jets to win the division. And I know and that it, sound that sounds so rash. And like even saying it, I sound David, you're an idiot. The Bills still exist. But I I don't like I don't that see that Bills defense is gonna get picked apart I this summer. I don't see what any like what any other team can do to beat that team. But I'm excited to find out. We'll let you know. I'm sure by next week we'll know. But it'll be fun. Do you wanna jump to uh, the quarterback situation, given our current time allotment. I mean, the rest of our stuff has to do with quarterback situations. Oh, fair enough. We'll, we'll very quickly go over the next two things because uh, they're not crazy important. But Derek Carr and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was extended. Derek Carr uh, signed a deal in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Which is pretty crazy. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, if I'm being honest. It doesn't? I mean, like, from the Saints' perspective. Makes perfect sense to me. They get a guy who... Listen, I'm a massive Derek Carr fan. You know that. I think he's good. I think he's good enough, at least. They've got a great defense. They've got young guys at like Chris Olave on that offense. That's Alvin it. Kamara, who had he's a resurgence and this year. Indicted. He played a... Gr- <laughs> He'll be fine. Look, it's the NFL, Thomas. Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson are on rosters. Alvin Kamara is starting week one. Kareem Hunt did not do it. Kamara, he hurt somebody, dude. Like, he, like, we're talking multiple broken bones. Like, he hurt somebody. We'll see, but I don't see that being a problem. It's the national. Should it be? Probably. But will it be? Who knows? I think he at least gets three games. We'll see. We'll see. But even even if it's three games, I'm not worried about that. Okay, especially okay, in that like, division. The, like, even, name a team in that division that's going to compete. Even if it's only three games, we're talking about one of the worst cap situation teams in the league, with nothing there and barely recovering draft. Well, not they have they have draft picks, but that like this team is not going to be good for a little while. 
I I don't I don't agree because they just got Derek Carr. Like I like, Derek Carr is fine, but he's not gonna carry a team on his shoulders to the promised land. He needs support, and he doesn't have it in New Orleans. I mean, they again have a great defense. They have a couple of offensive they have, pieces. They have an okay defense that again, just like the Bills, is going to get picked apart this summer. You're just optimistic today, or pessimistic? Today. I, no, I'm realistic. I mean, we'll see. You're uh, but again, optimistic. They're also in the far and away worst division in football. They like, are. I could see any other team in that division that is like you put any team. In a different division, and they're third or fourth in the division. No, they are, and they're all together in one division. The winner I, of this, the winner of this division, is going to have seven wins. I think Atlanta is going to emerge as the uh, heavy hitter on this for, on this division with uh, Kyle Pitts and, and Drake uh, London and Tyler Al. Al- who's throwing them the football? What's who's the guy they got? Right now, it's Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. I don't think it. Desmond Ritter is throwing the football in the fall. So who is it? You think they draft a guy in the late or like not late, but not I, super early first round? You think they tra- who are they going to trade for? Who's the free agent on the market that they're going to for- go for? They've already said they're out on Lamar. Uh, so who's throwing the they football? They say they're out on Lamar. I don't know how much I buy that. I think that was a leverage purpose. A, a le- like it just it doesn't like everyone. Can we move ahead? Or what's the next one before Lamar? We haven't even finished going over Derek Carr. (laughs) We got to talk about his contract. I I will wait to say what I'm going to say then. Derek Carr signed a four-year, $150 million deal in New Orleans with 100 mil guaranteed. Um, And then Daniel Jones. We won't talk about it. We'll just say it. Daniel Jones... Uh, signed a four-year extension with the New York Giants. That is $160 million. Uh, I forget how much is guaranteed, and it doesn't say right here. But $160 million, four years, $40 million a year. Ridiculous for Daniel Jones. Yep. Absolutely overpaid. I don't think he's even a giant for that long. But anyway, uh, the last piece of quarterback news, and then we'll jump right into Lamar, the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers have said that the person they want throwing the football at the beginning of the season is Baker Mayfield. I think that's a good pick. They're going to make a move for Baker. I also think it's a good pick. I like Baker. If you're gonna, if he's going to succeed, it's going to be in a place with great weapons like they have down there in I mean, Tampa Bay. Listen, if Tampa doesn't work out, Atlanta probably not. But that's the situation with quarterbacks. Now into the Lamar situation, so Thomas can untwist his panties. My panties aren't twisted. Yours are the one that have been twisted. The Baltimore Ravens, for some stupid reason, will not give Lamar the money he wants. And so Lamar Jackson uh, has been non-exclusively franchise tagged, which means any other team can jump up and offer a, make an offer for Lamar. He's basically a restricted free agent. And then the... Baltimore Ravens Ravens have a chance to match that or... Take two um, first-round picks. Yeah. So, that's the situation with Lamar. I think they would be stupid not to pay him. He is a phenomenal talent. He has, like, a top-five win percentage in NFL history. Yeah. Like... Let me say something. He's so good. I've said it a lot. I hate the franchise tag. 
I can't stand it. I think the franchise, like, I'm a very player friend. Like, I have, I'm a players guy, if that makes sense. Like, I don't understand how, like, why, like, why players get the hate that they do when they're trying to get paid instead of the billionaire owners. I hate the franchise tag. I think the franchise tag is like communism. I think it is great in theory, but terrible in practice. Do you say you think the franchise tag is like comedy? Communism. Oh. Communism, great on paper. Great in theory. Yeah. But because people exist and people are selfish, it'll never work. Terrible in practice. Um, I think the franchise tag is the same. Like the idea you're getting paid an average of the top five salaries over the last five over the last years five years, which I think that part is stupid. It should be the top five salaries this year. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, in theory, I think it could work. You want to get a deal done. There is player wants to be there, team wants player to be there, but there's something that won't stick. So you give yourself an extra year while giving them a fair one year deal. Um, but it doesn't. Compute. It doesn't normally work out that way. I think there should be maybe like, if you tag a player, you have to give him at least a minimum deal in case he gets hurt or like something so like that. I think if, if I was working on behalf of the players' union and the CBA, the next time we're talking, I think I have an idea to how how to keep the franchise tag available to the owners. But make it less incentivized. You put in there a fat, and I mean a fat, injury insurance policy for the player. Yeah. Because, like, if you're paying someone top five of the average of the top five highest played players at that position over the last five years, obviously there's there's that there's value. You value yeah. that player to a degree. If he gets hurt while playing for the franchise tag... You have to pay. So is he worth the risk? I, I'm not talking like a, a pulled hamstring. I'm talking like a... An ACL. Like something big. that would significantly dampen that player's value in the open market. Because honestly, I think that's the biggest like that's the biggest downfall of the franchise tag, right? Like yeah. if a player gets hurt, you then can cut them or not re-sign them with no consequence to you... And because you were selfish and couldn't get a deal done because you were stingy, their value has now dropped significantly. Yeah. And all of that is on the owner who then faces no repercussions. So I agree with that 100%. Like, I think something like that needs to be added to make the franchise tag what it could be and to make it not manipulate. Like, it's easy to manipulate the franchise tag. Yeah. To manipulate players with the franchise tag. Like, and I think that's like, one of many ways. And like, I think, think that about, would fix, I think that's a phenomenal idea. If you draft someone in the first round, by default, you have the rights to that player for five years. You have five years of that player under your control. With the current rules, that contract expires after the fifth year. You franchise tag him year six, year seven. We're talking about a player finally getting a chance to hit the open market at twenty nine thirty as opposed to twenty six twenty seven. Yeah, that is. That, that that like that is a huge loss in what they could be making. And that's like, that's the middle of your prime for some players. That's the tail end of your prime for other players. Yeah, and like like you like, I can't. I think I heard it on on uh, Pat McAfee, but it might have been Steve Dangle. 
we talk about like, oh, you have plenty of time to get that bag. Think about like when you're going to retire versus when an NFL player is going to retire. I'm making enough money to retire. No, but like what I'm saying is like you <laughs> are working from 25 to 75, 25 to 65, 25 to 85. Like there's decades. Yeah. NFL players, unless you're Tom Brady who made a deal with the devil so he doesn't age or something, you get maybe a decade. Yeah. Maybe. And there's this... For the majority of NFL players, not even that. There's this huge... I, I don't... I, like, on one hand, I don't want to give this credence, but on the other hand, I feel like it's relevant to mention. There have been... And there's been quite a few players across the leagues and sports that when they hit year nine, they feel almost blackballed because after year 10, you get the pension. That's why, personally, whenever I see a player that has nine years in the league... I am automatically rooting for that player to make a final roster. Yeah. So, like, for in the, I'd say for sixty percent, if not seventy five percent, you don't even get a decade. Yeah. No, 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 no. More than that, the average life of an NFL player is like eighteen months. Like we don't. Yeah. We don't like pay it. Like, there's fifty three people on a roster, even more on a practice squad. Like, the Tennessee Titans they, used over ninety players two years yeah. ago. And that's only one season. So, and like, aren't they going to turf? Yes, which is a joke, dude. They're, I don't know all the science behind that, so I only know what I've heard players say, and that is that turf is horrific and yeah. terrible. Well, you know what? It also, it also doesn't make sense uh, because the World Cup is coming to North America. The World Cup cannot be played on turf. It's got to be played on natural grass. Yeah. So any and like we we're seeing state like teams transition to natural grass, partly in hopes of alluring a potential World Cup match if something goes wrong. But we're seeing Tennessee do the opposite, and it, it just like other than cost of maintaining the field, it doesn't make sense. But maintaining the field should be your lowest priority right now because you need a new stadium. Yeah. They're getting a new stadium. Yeah. But so but like what I'm saying is like the field is inconsequential compared to yeah. the stadium. And maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe turf is cheaper to maintain and all oh, that it is. stuff. So like maybe they're maybe that's why they're doing it just until they get their new place. I don't know. But I don't know, man. I bring it all back full circle. I think because of this season Lamar was injured. Because people have this unrealistic standard for athletes. And because people don't understand what they go through, what they put their bodies through, what they do. People see them as divas or whatever. I think because of all that in one, we have somehow garnered this idea that Lamar is not one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Like... What he can do with both his legs and his arm. And with nothing. Like, arguably the best rushing and passing combined quarterback to ever play football. The two combined. Like, I I don't understand why more people are not upset with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just, I can't, I guess I think as a Colts fan. Right, we had Peyton, we had Andrew, and then since then has been a plethora of anybody's guess. Yeah, and I can't tell you what I 
like if I got an update right now on my phone that Jim Ursay is paying Lamar Jackson three hundred million dollars guaranteed for the next eight years, I would be over the freaking moon. I would be head over heels ecstatic. And I don't get why people don't see how good Lamar is and how much he is worth to a franchise. I, so ultimately... Including the franchise which he has done all the being worth for. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there are only two, I think there are three paths forward for Lamar. I don't know if you just heard that if you listened, but I just bit the holy cannoli out of my tongue. <laughs> the holy cannoli? Um, I think there are three end results for this situation. I think uh, result A is Lamar plays in Baltimore next year. I think result B is Lamar sits out a year, refusing to play on the franchise tag, which honestly, dude... I don't think he does that. Honestly, dude... I don't think he takes a contract less than they're paying Deshaun Watson. I agree. I like, but I, I don't think he sits out. I, Here, I don't know that. I don't know that Baltimore pays him. If I'm being honest, dude, because if they were going to pay okay, him, they I get would that. have already. I get that, but I don't think he sits out. I think, and I think option three, which. I think is the most likely, but I could be lying to myself because it's something I want to see happen. Is Atlanta? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to pay Lamar. I don't think they're going to pay Lamar. I think he is going to play this year because the last we saw of Lamar was him hurt, right? Like we haven't seen Lamar, yeah, be Lamar since the 2021 season. Uh, he was hurt this year. He missed a lot of games. The games he did play, he played a couple games hurt. So, like, we haven't seen Lamar as Lamar since 2021. So, I think he plays this season as a, hey, this is what I can do for your franchise. Pay me my money or someone else will. And I think one of two things is going to happen. Either Baltimore is going to pay him or he's going to go somewhere where he'll get paid. That's and what I think is going to happen. On the top. Because I think he plays this year to prove how worthy it, like what his worth is, and someone sees it and someone pays him, whether it be Baltimore or one of 32 other te- 31 other teams. So Lamar Jackson being available and all these teams immediately saying we're not interested, it's too suspicious and it's too sketchy for me to take it at face value. I think a more likely option is what you said. People are saying that. Like we we know why Carolina more like said a that. leverage. We know why Carolina said that they had plans in motion yeah. to get the number one overall pick. Like but, that part makes sense to a degree. But for now. people like Atlanta, like Pat, I hate that we're referencing Pat McAfee. Like he says a lot of stuff pod. that makes a lot of sense. But Pac-Man Jones said it on his podcast this week. He said, "You're telling me one year ago they were actively looking at trading for Lamar." Before the season started. They were very, very... They talked about how interested they were in Lamar for months last offseason. And now, one year Deshaun? later... No, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah, no, Deshaun. Yeah, yeah, He said Deshaun. They were so in on Deshaun. All in on Deshaun. And now, a year later, a guy who has had more success in the NFL, who's won more hardware in the NFL, already won an MVP, um, n- 
hasn't missed three years of football, and you're telling me now like they're suddenly not interested in the same and guy but be, better? And would be easier to acquire. Yeah. Like, like it would be, one, cheaper. And less problematic. Cheaper, less problematic. Cheaper in the sense of, like, assets giving up. It's two first-round picks. Easier to acquire because all you have to do to get Lamar Jackson is offer him a contract that the Ravens do not have the cap space and cannot make the cap space to match because every team has to be under the cap space at a specific date. Yeah. All you that that is all you have to do. Yeah. It's it, it, is it a little going on a little a bit of a low blow, but it's business. You I don't know, man. hurt your competitor, help yourself. I don't know, man. I'm just rooting for Lamar. That's all I know. It is these I I would I would cut off a pinky. I would cut off any one of my toes to get I, Lamar Jackson. If 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 Lamar Jackson remains as a Raven, I'm not saying that, and like there literally was no other offers. I'm not saying it happened. I'm saying that the NFL should consider looking into the possibility of some sketchy stuff. You're just trying to manifest Lamar out of your division. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The pause said it all, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen. No, 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 no. Hold on. Yes. A resounding yes. First of all. Second of all, while Harbaugh has done a lot to cater to Lamar Jackson in terms of like altering the system to better like fit a player like that. I'm a big fan of Harbaugh. The Ravens haven't done anything to help him. They brought in Rashad Bateman, but He's he's been off the field more than he's been on it. When he's been on it, he's been good, but like that's the only move really that they've made to help him. Like Mark, yeah. like they struck gold with Mark Andrews, but that wasn't uh this. Like I'm sure when they Granted, drafted him, they were like he's going to be a really good starting tight end. I don't they, think that they were expecting him to be a top three. They tight tried end with the Marquise Brown. But yeah, obviously but, it didn't work out. I, I won't say they tried nothing. Like, they've like, tried. No, no, they have, but they haven't tried enough. Yeah, no, I, like, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, the, Rashad Bateman was their second first-round wide receiver that they drafted while having Lamar Jackson. And it's not like he went into a... Like, Lamar Jackson has had to work with Sammy Watkins, Devin Duvernay, Hollywood Brown. Like... Who, again, was not who he was supposed to be. So, again, he, like, not lack was, of trying. He was not serviceable. He, yeah. he was like there. There has not been Lamar Jackson has never had a number one wide receiver. No, I agree. I, and again, I think it's I think it's not fair to say they haven't tried at all. But I do think it's fair to say they haven't tried enough. Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent fair. So I would like Lamar Jackson to go to a team that is willing to set him up for success. And if it gets him out of my division, that makes me even happier. (laughs) Like, that's the cherry on top of the icing. Like, if anything, it's three cherries on top of the icing. The point is, as a fan, as a consumer of the NFL, we deserve better. Lamar deserves better. Lamar, as a employee of the NFL, deserves better. Go to Atlanta. 
Make everyone happy. Make the entire league happy. Go to Indianapolis. Make me happy. Forget everyone else. Screw Indianapolis. Atlanta is better set up for you. Not true. Hmm. How is Atlanta set up better? I mean, you guys got JT. Uh, Atlanta has Kyle Pitts and Drake London, who had a fantastic season. So did Alec Pierce. For a rookie wide receiver, Alec Pierce had a great season. he He had an okay season. He had a great season for a rookie wide receiver who was a third-string wide receiver. So, like, 30 receptions? I don't know off the top of my head. But well, Drake London had, like, 100. Drake London, like, 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 they were both rookies. They both had fine seasons compared to what was expected. One of them was way better than the other. I'm just saying we have JT. We have Michael Pittman, who I don't, like, the hate on Michael Pittman is ridiculous. Uh, no, no, no. There's- Michael Pittman has had a 1,000-yard receiving like Michael Pittman, with a good quarterback, Michael Pittman can be an easy number one, if not like a top ten guy in the NFL. Michael Pittman, to me, is like a younger Juju. <laughs> I disagree. I'm, I think he's better than Juju. I mean, maybe. He's got he hasn't the, had a good quarterback in his career. No, he hasn't. He has. I'm not saying he's been set up for success or anything. I'm just saying, like... We, at a certain point, promise is just promise. You know, potential is just potential. Potential buries careers. But even with bad quarterbacks, he's put up thousand yard seasons. I think he's put up a one thousand yard season. He's played for three. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, at what point does he get a? Does he stop getting a pass for being young? When he starts getting someone competent who can throw on the football. What's so hard to understand? Okay, but what if that doesn't come until t- until year nine? Well, then it won't be his fault. Okay, but is he still a great wide receiver? No. I'm ju- But that's just, not, again, not his fault. Thomas, I'm, I'm not, not saying right now he should be considered a top ten. I'm saying you get him a good quarterback, and he could be a top ten. Probably will be. We're just We're, we're just saying the same thing, just differently. You're trying to bag... I'm not, a Michael Pittman by say, and saying Lamar shouldn't go Michael there because Pittman. their best wide receiver is Michael Pittman. I'm, not, I'm saying no, if Lamar I'm goes not, there, he becomes a great wide receiver. I'm not saying he shouldn't go there because Michael Pittman is a bad wide receiver. Bro, I'm why saying, are you trash talking Michael Pittman? I'm saying, what do you got against Michael Pittman? What do I got against Michael Pittman? What did Michael he Pittman do to you? Podcast. That's what, what he did, did Michael to me. Pittman do to you? That, he screwed over my team in fantasy. That's what he. That's did your to me. fault. My fault. It's his fault. It's Chris Ballard. It's not his fault. It's Chris Ballard's fault. I'm just saying that Indianapolis is not inherently a better destination than Atlanta. I disagree. Our defense is light years above Atlanta. You know what? Listen, we can get into this in a week. Okay. All right. It is 3.35. I have to edit this pod and go to work in 25 minutes. Fair enough. In case you didn't figure out. In case you didn't know. I am excited for this NFL offseason. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm loving the bracket thing we're doing, but I've missed talking about sports. This was was fun. Yeah, yeah. It it would be more fun if you weren't wrong so much. I could say the same thing. Just just get get better takes. Get smarter when it comes to football. Your face. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, go rub some aloe vera. On that burn. How about that? I'll go rub some aloe vera on it with Tua Tagaviola. That's 
Contact clues. Anyways, I don't know where you're going. I don't know what color socks you're wearing. Hopefully a cool one. Yes, cool socks are the best socks. Maybe you should call Sock after my Carly. Yeah. Hook you up with some socks. But uh, listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here, here so we, we don't, don't get fined.